When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Player, profiler, faithful. It's Matty Keywoom. Welcome to the latest episode of The Game Plan. Everybody, please take a minute to like this video, subscribe to the Player Profile YouTube channel, and get ready to leave them comments. Ladies and gents, let me just tell you, I am beyond excited for today's episode. Not only am I joined by one of my favorite people in the entire fantasy football community, but we're also going to get into some next-level analytics for fantasy football so everyone listening get ready to get smarter by one of the best in the business and get out those pens and those pads and let's start game planning to win in fantasy football planners i am joined by one of the friends of the show this is his second appearance on the game plan go check out the first episode we did we were talking about the art of tearing down he is the king of the dynasty degenerates one of the co-founders of the south Harmon fantasy football he's also the co-host of 4d chess dynasty podcast and he's man him and his partner are now i think they're about i think i can call them tech titans at this point that's it gang give it up for my man the tear down king big mike what's going on down here wow what an intro man i'm not used to all these compliments adam just calls me dumb (laughs) (laughs) that's all he does he just calls me dumb that's my guy but you're you're my guy man i missed you last week so much at the expo so you know we gotta chop it up on the game plan now like we gotta get that in i i was getting withdrawals i didn't have my uh, enough maddie keywoom in my life Listen, I didn't realize the extent, the height of which FOMO could get in my brain, in my being. But watching, you know, and luckily you, Adam, Fizzle, shout out Fizzle in the chat, all the guys at the shithouse. None of you guys went too, too wild with the photos. You guys took photos. But, like, there were some people out there that I saw maybe 45 photos a day. Had you boys crept to those numbers, my FOMO would have been, I would have sprinted. You can't. It would have taken me until the end of the expo, but I would have gotten there, and well, I would have had to have been there because it just looked like so much fun. Well, lucky for you, Maddie, I was too drunk most of the time to like figure out how to operate my phone, yes. and I'm a simple-minded guy, and I can't do more than like two tasks at the same time. So, <laughs> lucky for you, I couldn't take pictures. I didn't know how. Well, listen, I mean, it looked great. It looked like a ton of fun. I'll be there next year. You know, the shit house. Hopefully, there's an extra room oh, so I can get up in there and have some fun. Because I mean, yeah. the, the fantasy expo. It's been crazy. Did you get a chance to meet Dez? Yeah, I did not meet Dez, but listen, I live vicariously through Fizzle, right? Fizzle got yes. to meet Dez and uh, brought right a tear. So. It brought a tear to my eye, man. Like it was so yes. hard telling Fizzle, especially goodbye, just because of the way we bonded that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we we give him hugs, you know, handshake, telling him see you yes. later, and I'm like, 
you know, I got to turn around, man. I don't want to. I don't want you to see this. What is this with this dust up here? Yeah, healings. They're just allergies. collapsing in my eyes. We're inside a. We're inside a practice dome. So this year they had the expo in the practice dome, yeah. that big one. And it's like, ah, oh, my allergies are kicking up. It's like, bro, you're in a dome. <laughs> no, I carry. I, there's just flowers. I I can get it through the walls. That's See, how I. The get artificial it. grass is giving off pollen. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not allergic to artificial grass as well as well as real grass. That's I mean, what come I'm on. gonna go that's with, that's right? Yeah, you gotta do it. And the fizzles in the chat. He says he's not even sure if you guys were uh, half alive. Uh, uh, that so. is that is facts, man. And we did have a uh, we did have one patron. Uh, I'm pretty sure he slept everywhere. I mean, yeah. everywhere. I saw this man pass out on a toilet, which is a first for me. <laughs> he pulled an Elvis. <laughs> on a toilet. Asleep. I'm in there, you know, just, you know, just taking care of some business, and uh, I hear some snoring. <laughs> what is this? That I mean, that's movie-level stuff. That's Project X. That's like one of those yeah. party movies of the early 2010s. Just yeah. nodding off at the old club. Just, think of, a, just think of a fantasy football frat house, and that's pretty much what that was. Best and you know you guys did a little bit of work in there yeah. you recorded some live shows which was dope and i'm not gonna lie like that's like how much i love doing this shit we you know we stayed in the same house last year had a blast absolute fun but the one thing i kept thinking is man if we would have had these mics we would have been chopping it up exactly. all weekend and then i see you guys do it and i was like damn it oh that looks like yep. so much fun i would love to be there in the casting couch with mike next year next year let's make it happen right let's we gotta have no. we gotta have the game plan you know saturday morning. live yeah, yeah. Oh. live Got it. Des Bryant, I hope you're listening. You would be a great guest to have 2024, the game plan, roundtable edition. Maybe it'll be like a game plan by 4D chess. So it's like a, an Avengers cool. Assemble with Des as our guest. I mean. I love it. Let's do it. Let's make it let's happen. Do it. We, gotta let's, do it. Let's... we got 359 days, I think. I see somebody <laughs> posted until the next expo. So got time. August 9th, baby. Can't come fast enough. But today, here on the game plan, because... I wanted to introduce all the planners out there, all of our listeners, about WARP, uh, what it stands for, how you win by utilizing it, where you can find it, because uh, I happen to know of a pretty great website that you can get a lot of these, re- a lot of this metric stuff that I would feel feel free to let the people know where they can. So we're going to dive into all that stuff, all that good stuff. So if you want to get take your analytics to the next level, make sure you stick around. But before we get into the good stuff, let's hear about the Player Profiler's world-famous draft kit. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you can take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package 
is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Maddie Key Room here for the latest episode of The Game Plan. I'm joined by the Teardown King, Iowa Mike, on Twitter. Or X, and we're talking about Warp. Now, before the show, before we hit record, you let me know. Listen, Maddie, you, you have the best guy on to talk about Warp and dumb it down to the to like, like, you're, like you're a five-year-old. And I said, deal, because I, I want it that way. So let's start in the very beginning. What is Warp? All right, so anybody who's a baseball fan out there, right, you've heard of WAR, W-A-R, wins above replacement. And it's just a different metric to look at the value of a single player versus basically the average or replacement player in this. So for fantasy football, it's called WARP, wins over replacement player. Just a fancy acronym, mm-hmm. that's how you say. So WARP, the way it works generally, so say you have a super flex league, right? You have 12 quarterbacks. At your QB position, it's going to look at the difference between QB1, QB2, QB3, all the way down to the replacement player being QB13. In Superflex, right, that gets boosted a little bit more because generally mm-hmm. in a 12-team league, you got 24 quarterbacks who are eligible to start. If you look at the running back position, you're starting two running backs, right? It's going to look at the replacement at RB25, same kind mm-hmm. of thing. So just looking and telling you the difference in value amongst positions the cool thing about our tool and that Koopa developed is now we got it where it's league specific, right? So we're not just looking in general at warp is you can type in your username on sleeper and pull up every single league you play in. And it's going to pull the roster settings, how many running backs you're starting, how many quarterbacks, wide receivers, how deep your benches are, the whole works as well as your scoring settings, and then give you a value individual to your exact league. So you get in that startup draft and you go, man, I don't know if I should be taking running back or wide receiver here. What's the difference? Boom. Done. You can look at warp and go, mm-hmm. last year if I predict that there's a range. So the best way really to describe it, Maddie, and this is what I was talking about at the expo when people ask for the dumb explanation. Yes. For those of us that play in underdog drafts, right, it's half PPR. If you look at a warp graph for underdog scoring, the running backs and wide receiver curves, the graph they lay almost right on top of each other in half mm-hmm. PPR. Now, in PPR, it's a little bit different because receivers get a nice little boom, a little yep. bump. They're up a little bit higher. But in underdog scoring, if you've been in enough drafts, Maddie, you understand that wide receivers go fast and they go they go in a hurry. Quick. So you, mm-hmm. you'll be in like round three or four, and you'll be looking, and a guy that you project probably to finish in the RB8, 9 range is on the board. Conversely, the wide receivers available to you might be our wide receiver 24, wide receiver 25. Well, if the warp graph is laying literally on top of each other, that means the running back value, the RB8 or the potential RB8 or 9, is going to mean so much more to your team as far as how many points you're going to score, how many wins you're actually going to have, than the wide receiver 24 or 25. So, it doesn't do anything predictive, but it gives you a nice range. It gives you, you have to do a little bit of a intuitiveness and kind mm-hmm. of guess, you know, what your predictions are. We, we do so many forecasting of how many yards this guy's going to get, how many catches he's in line for. But if you've got a good set of that or you've got a good sense of it, mm-hmm. it's perfect for it because you can spot those discrepancies in those drafts. So that's a, that's a quick rundown, baby, what a warp is. <laughs> 
Well, you mentioned where they could find it. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people, the planners listening, where they can find it. Where, where can they get this tool, this graph that you talked about? You know how horrible I am at plugging my own stuff, but South oh, Harmon. I'm here for baby. SouthHarmonFF.com. SouthHarmonFF.com. So, boom. Look at that. You so even put up the – look at this guy. So this is what I wanted to bring up because I think the visually, <clears throat> when people check it out, uh, they're going to be able to kind of conceptualize really what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so yeah. Over here on the left, what is really cool about this tool that if you don't necessarily want to just be league specific, because you know I've used this tool and just wanted the general thought process or the the general warp for the leagues, and you have all these settings here. So twelve by ten by twenty five, and I can assume this. Let me guess. I think I'd be right here is by saying it is a twelve team league start ten roster twenty five. Nailed it, buddy. First Let's time. Love it. Let's go. So you have all these general settings, but also, like you said, if I come here and type in my name on Sleeper, could give me all of my leagues? Every single one of them. And then you could calculate the same thing. So I'm going to bring up here. This is the Scott Fishbowl draft that I'm in with Nate Liss and Cody Carpentier, our boy John Adams, uh, and a few other people from Player Profile here. So this is it. So this is what he's talking about. And this is – let's talk about uh, how can – well, actually, I have another question. I want to have a follow-up question now that this is up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, is this uh, like a dynasty tool, a seasonal tool, a little of both? You know, in what leagues should we be using warp graphs, warp tables, all that stuff? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Everything. Everything. If it's fantasy football, you should be using it. We even have support for IDP leagues. So mm-hmm. uh, for those of our uh, our patrons who are in that crazy, like, start 23 or 24 and 11 or 12 of them are IDP guys and you're trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out – you know, I boosted the defensive end scoring to like ridiculous heights for for passing. Like they're having games where they're scoring sixty or seventy points, and you, I have no idea how to value these guys. Mm-hmm. Even IDP supported, you can go and look at the warp for an IDP league, even as nuts as that. That's awesome. I mean, it's a great tool. Uh, but now I kind of want to dive a little bit into how uh, the planners and, and anyone out there who's interested in getting this tool at SouthHarmonFF.com. How they can use it. So, so Mike, tell tell them what listening and checking this out. How can they truly utilize? How can they use it to the max uh, during the, their draft? So, let's say they have a startup or a seasonal draft. I mean, draft season is just around the corner, so we're gonna see thousands and thousands and thousands of drafts kick off in the next handful of weeks. So, how people? How can people go to ff uh, dot com and use the warp table to dominate their league? So there's there's a couple ways, right? I can give you the quick and dirty explanation, and we've done some stuff here. But if anybody's familiar with Scott Connor and the wonderful work he does and the brilliant mind he is, especially in the dynasty space, which is his passion, him and Adam teamed up and did what we uh, what they call the the Mind Warp series, mm-hmm. where they did damn near 25 hours of content just on the warp, how to apply it, each individual leagues, uh, different types of dynasty versus redraft talking different positions like what to really look for and going through all those lead types so when you look at the warp tool there at the first part and you were you're scrolling on the the landing page and it was just called Mm -hmm. mind warped as the 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 username and you had all those different settings that's what they were going through so we sell that on the website if you want that real in-depth like you're like i need this Mm -hmm. i need this not only does it come with the warp tool on some of the packages but you can get the audio you can get the video you can watch them pull up the graphs and go through everything and give you everything you need to know but the quick and dirty of it maddie is i use warp specifically for me right now because we're not in season we're Mm -hmm. not actually you know playing any games i'm using it to estimate values when i'm in a startup draft whether that 
is a dynasty or it's a redraft or I'm doing a best ball on underdog. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it to see what the differences in tiers are, like what the differences in value between the positions are. If I look at a warp graph and the quarterbacks, you know, it's a single quarterback league and maybe the scoring isn't that good. That's going to tell me if that graph is towards the bottom. I, I really don't need to draft quarterbacks. Like they're not giving me that big of an advantage, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really need to spend premium draft capital to go get Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts because I can look at the graph and see the difference what it what it is between like last year what Patrick Mahomes finished and maybe what a Daniel Jones finished and we all know that the the draft capital you got to spend on those two guys depending on your league is going to be vastly different right but, right right you, you know in a dynasty in a dynasty super flex startup Maddie you're talking about one guy who's going 101 and maybe one guy that goes in the third round. Right. In a one QB right. league, that could be somebody reaching on Patrick Mahomes in the third round and Daniel Jones maybe maybe being one of those late round redraft picks in one QB where you go, eh, I like the upside. That's yeah, about I, it. I also would look at the warp tool and, and how I've kind of uh, started studying even on my own uh, how I'm going to use it for some of my drafts. Like I, I have a very casual league that I'm in with like a bunch of family. And a, sometimes a lot of my issue is, is I – obviously dive into the weeds. I've been talking fantasy football 24 seven, 365. So my brain loves all these guys that are not really valuable in a casual league Mm -hmm. because you can get them in the waivers or there's going to be more waivers, all that stuff. And so what I'm going to use this for is so when I look and go, man, I really like this player. I've been getting them everywhere. And look at this value, go look at the tool and go, listen, I know it's value, but your team could use, let's say the, the players are running back. And I look at where it is. He's running back 30. And I look up, Ooh, that's equivalent or right there within a quick standard deviation of the certain receiver. You you need those receivers. You want running backs early, what have you. Make the decision so you can truly like fortify that roster, get, get, get big. Uh, my follow-up question that I was going to ask for anyone that's going to be using this tool. Uh, obviously, you don't want to use one of your old leagues warp, right? You want to use one of the general leagues if you're going into a startup, or can you use former uh, former leagues if it's the same settings? How would people want to go navigating yeah. Um, the startup draft or the redraft, you know, the seasonal draft. So the cool thing is, is on Sleeper anyways, this is probably the easiest way to do it. Whether your league's actually on Sleeper or if it's on ESPN, Flea Flicker, MFL, wherever it may be. We do have MFL support too. We can mm-hmm. actually put those leagues in. If it's on Sleeper, Maddie, as soon as that league's created and the, the roster settings are finalized and the scoring yeah. settings are finalized, you can look at the warp for that league. Period. Because it's going to pull from last year's data. It's going to pull from 2021, 20, 2020, 2019. Mm-hmm. It goes back a ways if you want to look at historical trends as well. But as soon as that sleeper league is created, you got your roster settings in there, boom, done. But the other way you can use that is if you just make a sleeper account, make a new league if you had leagues on like ESPN, for example, mm-hmm. and you're you're one of those old school guys. This is where we started, right? We can't get That's, them to transition yeah. over to sleeper. <laughs> like nobody wants to leave. Like I've been in those leagues. Yeah. The dinosaur leagues. Just go look at your roster settings. How many running backs? How many wide receivers? How many bench spots? And then just match up the scoring. Set it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to invite anybody else to the league. Just title it whatever you want. Go to the warp tool. Pull it up. And now you have warp for this ESPN league that nobody wants to transition over to. So you know everything. (laughs) You know what the warp is and what the positional value, uh, what the differences in the tiers are. You'll be able to spot where the flat ones are. One of the biggest takeaways I've always had with this warp thing and the biggest revelation I had is we think we know Travis Kelsey's damn good. Like mm-hmm. we know Travis Kelsey's damn good. I think Mark Andrews can get back to that. So I kind of put him in that category. But after that, Maddie, it doesn't really matter what year warp I really look at. 
After mm-hmm. that, tight ends are generally just pretty flat, even in those crazy, like, start two tight ends with a full mm-hmm. point, you know, tight end premium. And I'm going, there's not much difference between taking Dallas Goddard or rolling the dice and saying that maybe, you know, Juwan Johnson or Noah Fant do something this year. Like, when you look at it that way, it really helps you roster construct correctly. Whether that's for dynasty, redraft, best ball, it helps you get in that mindset of stop spending premium capital on stuff that's really not that big of a difference maker and forcing yourself to take the positions that are actually going to help you win the championship at the end of the year. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about the way to optimize your roster construction later in the show. Uh, but you mentioned flat spots. So uh, you mentioned a couple of times, go in a little bit more detail, dive into like, what do you mean by the flat spots on the graph, right? You're talking about where it gets stagnant and why is that important for someone that is just getting into warp? Right, exactly. So I pulled up one of your leagues, man. Player Profiler Dynasty Week Startup, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Right? I remember Dynasty Week. It's a relatively recent one for you guys. Last year, Tyler Higbee was a .72. Wins over replacement player. Tight end six, right? That's where Tyler Higbee ranks. You can go all the way down to Kate Otten at at tight end 27. He's a .16. You only have a separation of .6 between those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I say only. It's a relatively flat curve on that graph, right? So that gives right. you a vast range of whoever you're projecting in that tight end 6 to tight end 27 range, basically the same dude. Mm-hmm. And you're only getting minor variations if you pick the right one, right? So you can just kind of go, eh, if I missed out on the elite tight ends, let me just grab a couple of these turds here. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, hitting tight end 21 isn't, yeah. a, isn't a giant leap for him to do. But maybe I focus on, you know, guys like in that Terry McLaurin range, 1.41 warp, undervalued a little bit. But he finished mm-hmm. as wide receiver 18. If you project that Terry McLaurin's still going to finish the exact same or in relative ballpark, he's going to be somewhere between wide receiver 18 and 26. You go, man, I can just kind of lock this guy in for somewhere between 1.4, 1.2 warp. Mm-hmm. And I can just take two of these crappier tight ends. And I'm going to have a much better chance at the end of the year to actually have difference makers on my team to help me win the championship than reaching and taking a, a Dallas Goddard or a Pat Fryermuth, one of these kind of guys, which I don't think anybody reasonably projects that all of a sudden they're going to be Travis Kelsey or Mark right. Andrews from right. a couple of years ago. Like, we like them. They're nice. But this is an easy way just to look at it and go, man, tight ends don't really matter for me. Or Mm -hmm. if it's a one QB league with, with scoring, like I said earlier, quarterbacks don't really matter. Or conversely, Maddie, you play in some of these crazy patron leagues that we start up, the Expo oh, yeah. League, yeah. right? <laughs> the yeah. Expo, we do wild Champ stuff. of the Expo League, baby. Scoring's all over the place. You look at yeah. some of those warp graphs and you go, there is no question in the first two rounds I should be taking quarterbacks because the fall off after you get past these elite guys is going to kick me in the teeth every single time. And I can find a flat spot of running backs or wide receivers that are going to be just run-of-the-mill guys, like mm-hmm. very similar. But if I miss out and I'm, I'm left taking QB 14, 15 as my QB1, and then I take another guy in that range, I'm going to have a hard time making it up with a guy who's rocking Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. You know, mm-hmm. heaven forbid they have two of those guys, and now they have two positions with ultimate warp, and I'm sitting here trying to make it up with, with all these Terry McLaurins, with all these Kenneth Walkers. Like, nice yeah. players, but warp-wise, it's showing you on the graph that 
they're not gonna they're not gonna stand a chance or hold a candle to making up with uh with the quarterbacks in that example. The graph on, on on the website it makes it awesome to see the visualization. You can see where like you could see a number of things. So I brought up the warp chart from the Expo League. Uh, QB four <laughs> Joe Burrow had a two one eight. QB five Trevor Lawrence had a one five eight. So you can in that, but of course, you, like you mentioned, it's not this warp isn't predictive necessarily. It's a trend in which you could take your projections, your yeah. uh, opinions, the 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 insight, the work, the research that you've put in in terms of what you value a player. You could say to yourself, okay, all right, well, there's, there's a 0.6 warp difference between Lawrence and Burrow, but I do think that Lawrence is going. That's going to become a little shrinker. So you see this gap. You know it's time to have your head on a swivel because his quarterback is going to dip in their warp value, which means you're really not going to get what you're thinking. But you can also kind of add your projections, add your thought process, add your research. Big okay, that's a that's a big difference. But let's cut that in half, maybe, or yeah. let's let's or even add it. Like this doesn't look like that big of a, a drop. Oh, look, 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 QB fourteen last year had a one point one five warp. Tua Tagovailoa. The next quarterback was Dak Prescott at one nine two. You could say, ooh, that's. It's pretty big. I think it might get bigger. So I, I wanted everyone listening to know that you see this, and when you use the, the the graph and see exactly what these trends are telling you, you then can add your own uh, like influx, your own uh, projections, all that stuff that I just mentioned, and really kind of maximize its usage. Uh, so during the drafts, can't wait to use it, uh, which is crazy because I've done a million drafts. I you know I'm just starting to use it towards the end of the, my draft season. Just like I, for whatever reason, I drafted way more towards the NFL draft, but now I'm in it and I'm ready to win it. But I, I want to take a quick pivot. I want to move down the road. I want to flip the Let's pages pivot. on the calendar uh, for later in the season. So we have our teams. Uh, we're trying to win in fantasy football in 2023. How can we use these warp charts? How can we use the warp tables? How can we use this information to make make good trades, make better process, make better decisions, and really gonna uh, keep these things going to try to win uh, right now in this year? This is what I'm ultimately excited about for warp is the fact that we kind of have the baseline in place and that we're able to kind of explain it. Um, some of us do a better job. Koopa is very, very knowledgeable at it. And listening to him at the Expo spit game about his warp tool was uh, made me a proud papa, man. Not that he's my kid or anything, but I like I had that, that heartwarming. I was like, oh, he's growing up right before my eyes. Yes. And then being able to come on and, and you know, be on the game plan with Maddie Kimum and be able to explain it more. What I'm really excited for, though, is having it in place before the season because in season, I think, is the one place where you're going to be able to use it and get the, get another advantage, another edge over your league. Let's think about last year, Maddie. There were some guys, right? And Jawan Johnson is a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't believe in Jawan Johnson for a long time. But I'm going to have in-season warp this year. So if a Jawan Johnson comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden I'm looking and I'm going, man, why is he at like tight end five? Right? Mm-hmm. Why is he at tight end five at warp? And he's been there for the last three, four weeks. Like I can look at it week by week and see where yep. he's where he's ranking. Jawan Johnson at tight end five. I go in my dynasty leagues or I go in my redraft leagues. Hell in redraft, he might have been on waivers. He might have just been sitting out there. In your dynasty leagues, man, it took a long time before you had to pay anything more than a third for a Jawan Johnson. Right. Like you're able to spot those guys sooner than anybody else, right? It's not just one week aberration. It's not just not just looking at fantasy points. You're able to get a nice graph, and it's compared relatively to all the other positions in your league, and it's compared to their exact position. So you're able to find out exactly where they rank on that tight end graph, and you go, man, I might be able to make a, a slick trade here because 
you know, tight end like Bob Tunyon last year isn't doing exactly what I wanted. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to yeah. be doing a little bit more. He's kind of hanging around. But Juwan Johnson's killing him, and I know somebody's going to value. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Bob Tunyon, Aaron Rodgers, I want him way more than this right. you know, converted wide receiver who <laughs> came out of nowhere. No one cares. There's yeah. a flash in the pan. It's all Taysom Hill. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> like you're going to have that ability with in-season warp, which is what I'm really excited to, uh, to kind of exploit and see how big of an edge I can get over the rest of your league. So uh, me as a fantasy gamer, I can admit this wholeheartedly. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm very passionate about my teams, especially in the leagues I care about the most. So I can get uh, like in my longest running home league, the Golden Pony Fantasy Football Experience, my favorite league. It's the league I cherish the most. I've had Kelsey for years. Like Kelsey has this like uh, I, I, Travis Kelsey. I love Travis Kelsey. I got his rookie card up here. I'm going to Kansas City for work next week. I'm going to buy that jersey. So I love Travis Kelsey. But when I look at these warp tools, and maybe Kelsey's a horrible example because he's kind of an outlier but let's just say i'm a huge fan of dallas Goddard. see if you could look at the chart that i'm pulling up here he has a 0.71 warp in the expo league and then to go down two spots to Jawan johnson a 0.7 warp if i would have had dallas Goddard, and i would have had uh this typical kind of uh bromance for dallas Goddard. these i could look at a tool like this and go listen man you got to break it if you really want to win you could take your Dallas Goddard, sell him for Juwan Johnson, and can you imagine the secondary tertiary pieces Correct. you could have gotten with Juwan Johnson? Whether it be seasonal dynasty wouldn't have mattered. The pieces would be according to however league you're playing or whatever league you're playing in. But though I, that's why for me personally, and I know some of the people out there, some of the planners out there have that same thing where they just love the players that they love on their favorite teams. Sometimes this will help you truly see a mistake you may be making because you didn't hit the the except the counter button when someone came after your Dallas Goddard and you said to yourself, nice, my guy, you look at it, you go, wow, I could, man, Gerald ever had a 0.67 warp. I mean, that is a pretty flat spot here. Let me right. tear down, right, Mike? I mean, yeah, you down, are the buddy. tear down king. Let me tear down to a Gerald Everett. Grab me a secondary piece that's really going to help me win this league. And, and that's something that I, I'm excited to do this year. These flat spots, you mentioned them. That's, that's kind of yeah. where uh, you can find some value uh, in terms of trading. Also, if you click on here, you have the warp table, which I yes, do sir. like using because sometimes it just helps you see bullet to bullet where exactly what range you're going in. And it helps you realize that in your league, in the Expo League last year, uh, you know, I could have taken a Kenneth Walker who was 56th in warp. And you could have down tiered to James Conner, you know, leading into his big parts right. of the season at the end. And what could you have gotten for a secondary piece? I mean, the third piece, the fourth piece, whatever you could have gotten, it could have changed the outlook of your season. And you're going to realize you would have had a better warp player by the end of it. You know, this is obviously it's not predictive, but looking back on it, it's just a way to break maybe some of these trends that you could get. Is that a, is that a way that you are going to use this too when you kind of see the, the table laid out and you go, wow, look who that guy's name is next right. to you. I would not imagine that. The market is telling me that they shouldn't be anywhere near each other, but look at this advantage I got. I think it's going to push a lot more of my teams into the direction how I like to play in Dynasty either anyway, where I'm I'm in or I'm out, right? Like either I'm rebuilding and the warp really doesn't matter to me unless it's a positional thing, right? Like I'm, if the wide receivers are, are warp advantages in the scoring settings and the format, right, because of how many we start, I'm going to, I'm in a rebuild, I'm going to invest more into young wide receivers. Like that's kind of where I want to roster construct, right? Right. Um, you know, quarterbacks kind of the same thing. Uh, but I think it's going to also lend me to, instead of rebuilding so much, because you can find these edges, maybe not in our patron leagues. Cause the guys listen to it and like, they know my game, like they're, 
They can look it up right next to you. They're not going to let. But but if I'm in random leagues or, you know, some of these home leagues or some of Mm -hmm. these existing dynasties have been around for a few years where people don't know you that well, right? They they don't know you that well. I think it's going to tend, I'm going to want to push in a little bit more because there's so many of these diamonds that you can find, so many of these little tiny advantages. Mm -hmm. The other cool thing about that warp table is you can also filter it by warp per game. So if people are like, well, it's just a cumulative total, you know, so-and-so missed so many weeks, so that's probably why they're not so high on the warp. Perfect. Just look at warp per game, and you can filter it that way. Or you can filter it by position on the warp, ta- warp table as well. So a lot of different options where we have it there. Yep, you can just go right there and just filter it by warp per game, and it'll take out injuries. So one of the cool things is if you filter it by warp per game, you see guys like Cooper Cup just right. skyrocket up, and you go, holy hell. 36th in total warp, but what, 6th sixth in warp per game? 6th in warp per game, yep. So, so that should just tell you how elite he was before he got injured. So right. great, another good way to look at it if you're looking at warp per game, right? You might be able to spot something where they're undervalued because people forget that they missed some time or they were right. banged up or maybe they are held out of a couple games. So their overall warp doesn't look that good, but their warp per game looks a lot better. So. Just another thing to look at, Maddie. I mean, Koopa kind of thought of everything, and he's still in the lab right now. He was in the lab when we were at the expo working on more, right? He's working on A-Warp. Going to get that out to us, right? (laughs) Right there, yes. New features coming to the tool this week. I love it. Yeah, Warp, I mean, it's seriously just a a really solid tool. Kind of seeing maybe things you may have thought you know a guy like me who uh you know i'm a fantasy baseball guy as well but the analytics baseball is so deep so in depth you can go so many different ways and a plus b always equals c where football is still catching up so at playerprofile.com we just have you know so many underlying metrics that i use and have used for years it's my favorite it's my go-to site for football analytics but now adding that with the warp here is now going to allow me to use uh, uh the 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 metrics that i that i know for player profile and then take advantage of some of these uh, values in, in our leagues. Because like you said, in, in, a case, in a case like Cooper Cup, if you're in a more casual league where they're like, this guy's hurt, he's old, don't worry about him, you might be able to get him for a whole lot cheaper than you can ever expect. Right. And that's a little bit more obvious, but if you scroll through these tables and look on these graphs, you'll be able to get something that's a little bit sharper, like the Dallas Goddard example I just used in the Expo League. That would be an example to me as, as something that's super sharp, something that you could truly execute and make people in your league go, what, what, how did he know? How did he know this was going to work? Well, warp, mother effers, look at that warp. Right, right. You can also use, there's a slider tool on there too, so you can adjust it. Like say you wanted to only look at warp between week 5 and 12, right? Mm-hmm. Like who who was there? Like I just need to know this warp, or or maybe you wanted to look at it before your fantasy playoffs and see who like who actually was the warp's different maker difference yep. makers there. Or again, if you wanted just to filter out and look at the the fantasy playoffs, like who were the guys in crunch time just for those few weeks? Who were the the warp monsters? Like the yeah. uh, I think back to like Jarek McKinnon last year, right? Warp monster, yes. Warp playoff monster, God. In the fantasy playoffs, yes. right? Overall in warp or warp per game because he played all those games but didn't do a whole lot early in the season, doesn't look that good. But you look at the fantasy playoffs and you go, all right. Again, in-season <laughs> warp, Maddie. Like this is something yes. I'm talking about, especially with those dynasty leagues where we don't have trade deadlines like the Expo because I don't believe in them. <laughs> you should have I don't believe deadlines. in them. Right. Even in my home league, it's, a C, it's, a, it's like a keeper league. It's not a full dynasty league. Right. But we've manufactured rules to keep everything copacetic. But – we don't have we we can trade all year long if if you follow the rules so that's yeah. what that's that's what I'm with you on that this trade is, all day all day every day 
this is why I rock with you, man. This is why I rock with Matty. Because your trades happen all day. Yeah. We don't believe in trade deadlines. No, you here. might be sitting there after a couple of brouhaha's on St. Patty's Day, like, I need to sling some deals. And that's what I love about those leagues that you can. You can just start slinging them, don't matter. Well, the best part, like you and Adam are in the championship game, and I'm like, which one of you is going to give me the deal I want? Like, who really wants this title, man? <laughs> the leverage it? that you get in those moments. Uh, you can, that's how you, in my opinion, this is just my humble opinion. That's how you can allow bad teams to truly catapult up in shorter periods of time, which I like for fantasy. Cause I think a team that has to go through a four year rebuild might quit after year three. And now you're down a man in your league. And if that's one of your boys, that's one, one of your crew guys, you, you want to keep them around. So I like the fact that, you know, you might have a nobody, uh, something like a backup quarterback in a godlike matchup in week 17, and you might be able to get a second round pick for a guy that you never would have. Right. And that second round pick can make your team that much better. You might get a, a, a hurt stud. A Javante Williams was a guy that was traded in our league uh, for pennies on the dollar because they had him on their IR. They were able, they wanted to get a win now piece. Win now pieces and, and you know long term assets. They're the perfect match to make a lot of really great trades happen in fantasy. So that's a side tangent, but that's just another reason it, why it you is don't do, you don't do deadlines. In my opinion, let these guys do it up. But um, that's one last question. Use the, that's where we're going to use the warp tour right there. We're going to identify <laughs> the fantasy playoffs so they go trade for Jarek McKinnon on whatever god awful team had him. <laughs> yeah, right. And truly, I mean, that's the come up right there. You go from, yeah. from the dirt like to I want to win this like so that. bad. Take this first round pick for Jarek McKinnon. Oh, the, the amount of bad p- trades I've made for win now decisions, dude. I get win. I do get win drunk. That's maybe I'll do Let's an episode go. on win drunk because I'll tunnel get vision. win drunk. It's just tunnel vision. It's like, yep. And and I'm also too competitive at times. Like in a league, say we're competing, you're the one seed and the two seed. If you make a trade, I ain't sleeping until I make a trade. Like, it's just like, you want to get into an arms race? Let's get into an arms Let's race. <laughs> I love it, man. It's like I'm talking um, to my doppelganger here. Yeah, seriously. I just have one last question in terms of the times that we can use warp. We went over using it during your draft. We went over using it in the season. Can they use it and truly utilize it to its potential in the offseason? Well, we've been using utilizing it this offseason. We ain't here yet, right? The season ain't and That's actually a great here. point. That is a fantastic point. But I'm using yeah. it. I'm using it because there's so many leagues, especially when I go and look at Warp, and then I go look at my a- actual roster, and I go, man, I am roster constructed in the worst possible way. What I have is antithetical to what this league is, mm-hmm. right? Just think of kind of about the shift in the Dynasty timeline, and then think about the Warp tool being introduced for us and how I approached it, right? Last year, Team RB all the way. Get kicked in the teeth in the season, right? Uh, Injuries. Well, that was a paradigm shift right? right there. Running backs underperforming. So what what happens, man? I buy in in the offseason, and I'm going, you know what? Just universally, I'm more out on running back than I've ever been in mm-hmm. my dynasty career, ever, ever. I'm all in on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I start making roster moves. I make rookie picks. I make all this stuff to try to shift to wide receivers. The warp tool comes along and uh, shows me, because it's a point-per-carry league, like I should be loading up at running back. I should mm-hmm. be team running back all the way. It may be half PPR and point per carry, and I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, man, there's no way I should be invested in wide receivers. Most of these dudes are basically replaceable, and there's 50 of them. They're all essentially the same. Mm-hmm. But I should be looking for those home run hitter running backs. I should be looking for those guys who are going to finish in the top 12. Damn. <laughs> now i got to go back and do it all over again. 
That's yeah. the thing I'm using War for in the offseason. And that's the thing most people will be looking is to try to get that roster construction in a range. Try to spot those tear downs like we were talking about earlier where you go, what can I get for the plus? Like, what can I really do? Or if you don't play any Dynasty and you're just a redraft guy or maybe underdog, there ain't no real offseason in underdog best ball, right? They yeah, start no. that stuff so early, man. You're using it in yeah. drafts all the time. So you can look at the war for each contest they have. Put it in, like I said, just make a sleeper league with whatever roster settings and scoring settings underdog has. Boom, now you got warp for underdog. Congratulations. Go in and uh, get that $3 million or whatever the prize pool is. But you should be kind of gearing up or, or giving yourself a game plan. I like that plug. I did that, that right off the cuff. Let's go. Let's Give yourself go. a game plan for your redraft league, your home league, whatever it may be, however you want to use it, and kind of understanding exactly – what the intricacies of your league, right? And what Warp tells you that you should be doing based on what the roster settings and scoring is. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, Warp doesn't sleep. You can use it warp in season, sleep, baby. out season, draft season, doesn't matter the season. You can use Warp. You've touched upon it enough. The people listening must be at the edge of the seats. What is this roster construction? How do I optimize oh. roster construction? He keeps talking about it. So let's just dive into it. I need a breakdown of uh, uh, how you can maximize your uh, optimal roster construction using Warp. So Cooper even puts on there, take these with a grain of salt, but just kind of think about it. If we go and we look at the Expo League, Matty, it's telling you that you need to roster at least four quarterbacks and four mm-hmm. quarterbacks who aren't replacement guys or aren't absolute zeros, right? It don't want you to go out there and have, uh, you know, four quarterbacks and they're all, you know, QB 36 or worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have right. jobs. That's not what it's meaning. Just get four quarterbacks on your roster. Why? Because it's a super flex best ball. You're going to need four quarterbacks. It's telling you to roster eight running backs, almost nine, so 8.83. <laughs> I don't want the math to get too hard here. I don't want the math to be mathing. But math is only... always mathing, dude. <laughs> you need six or seven tight ends. I believe that one might be a two-tight end league, right? So you're just throwing darts at tight ends, like dudes with yeah, pulses eventually, on Yeah, eventually, yeah. If you're on a roster, you're probably a tight end. I need to roster in this league. And 13 wide receivers. But the key point is... On, on how deep these rosters are, Matty, it's telling you that two guys are droppable. It doesn't mean that you just drop them, you don't actually roster anybody, but mm-hmm. those are the dudes that you churn every single week, right? Like, I'm going to pick up Joe Blow here, and if he doesn't do anything, see you later, I drop you, and then I go try to find the next guy, right? I'm just keep trying to churn it to fill out the bottom of my roster. So if you go to any more, like, tight ones, right, that's a deep best ball league, deep mm-hmm. starting yeah, rosters. Yeah. Uh, you got deep benches, the whole thing. I want to go back and look at your uh, Dynasty Week startup and see what the roster construction says. That's a sh- more shallower league, yep. Shallower league, one QB, right? Mm-hmm. It's telling you to roster .75 QBs. It's telling you you don't even need a backup, Maddie. Like, you can go on the waiver wire <laughs> in this league and find yeah. a replaceable quarterback, and it's going to give you the same thing, right? You're going to find the the David Blau who's starting one week. Like, you can just Sean find Mannion is right. the guy I always use. Get yourself one quarterback that's worth – a crap and then just go and and find some dude <laughs> every single week right mm-hmm. just find some guy if you really need a quarterback to start but you should be investing in what running backs and wide receivers and because of your tight end scoring in this league it's one of the few ones that's going to tell you to roster three tight ends mm-hmm. like put those guys on there but i imagine it's a pretty decent ppr or it might be a two tight end league so that's why it's telling you to do three it's going off of your yeah, it's going off of the warp and it's going off of your league settings and your you know, how many roster spots, how many you're starting and your and your scoring as well. That's where the roster construction or optimal goes in. 
you could take it with a grain of salt, but you just kind of get into that that mindset of this is what I'm going to do. I don't need to invest heavily in quarterbacks, man. No one's going to care if I've got two guys mm-hmm. in the you know the top 18, right? Because the guy who's 18th is a below zero in warp if I look at the table, right? He's replaceable mm-hmm. with Joe Blow off the street. And generally what I'm looking at it for is just to kind of stay within that range, not invest heavily in something roster construction is telling me not to invest in because mm-hmm. I'm just wasting roster spots at that point. And then I want an idea of how many guys I'm just going to churn and burn at the bottom of my roster. Now, some of these best ball leagues, because of the scoring or the amount of starters we have, the whole thing, like the droppable is going to show you like negative two players. <laughs> meaning, you just need to, yeah, hold tight. Meaning from top to bottom, everybody on your team should have the ability to enter a lineup. Doesn't mean they're going to, but they should have the ability to get in your lineup. So it shouldn't be these third string dart throw quarterbacks that aren't going to play this year. If you're competing in that type of league, you need to have actual quarterbacks on your roster who are going to score points every single week. And I want everyone that's checking out this episode, first of all, shout out for, for hanging out with us on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, but I want to reiterate, you know, these are, this is a baseline. This is something that, to really just keep you in the middle. It's help, help your equilibrium as you're constructing your roster. You know, for instance, we were just talking about the Expo League. It, it says you should roster 4.6 it was. I only rostered three, and I was one of the, I won that league. Right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. All I'm just trying to say is that if I were to then go, I don't need my third type, my third quarterback. I was getting cocky. I said, you know, in that league, I've, I've got, I've, I built well. I had got Hertz and Lawrence, so I was right. Gucci at quarterback. If I were to get cocky and go, I don't need Geno Smith, Mike. I'll trade you Geno Smith. I could go look at this tool and go, listen, buddy, don't get too cocky. You did this optimally. You should have four. You only have three, and you're doing well with it, but you're on thin ice. So yeah. it can help you say to yourself, oh, all right. Got it. Or in, during startups, you know, you're looking at it, you go, I've, man, I really want to take this value at running back here in the eighth round. I can't believe he's here. I haven't seen him any later than the sixth and any of my others. I need him. You look at the roster and go, I'm going to have to play so much catch up at receiver. Let's just do it. So it's just a great way to keep you equal, keep you yeah. balanced, have something to refer to, because we all know when the bullets are flying, and the chaos is going. We're in the trenches of a draft or in the trenches of a season. Sometimes that chaos can cloud that judgment. It can make you make some bad decisions. This tool to me is a great way to go. Let me just run this through, double check a couple things. Yes, I'll hit, I'll make that trade. Let me check a couple things. Ooh, that's going to leave me really thin at tight end and I need to have that buffer in this format. I'm going to have to need I'm going to have to get a tight end back from you, sir. Right. Whatever it is, this is a great way to keep you equal, keep you balanced and have that great baseline as you're making the decisions. It's not going to make your decisions for you. It's not going to tell you who's going to be good, who's going to not. It's going to tell you what you should be looking for if you're trading or drafting, what you should do and who you should be looking to bring on to get that full optimized roster and really try to win now, later, whatever your plan is, you can use that to do whatever you need to. And then you partner that up with some stuff on Planet Profiler, baby. Get that all in package. Use the promo code Maddie for $10 off. Now you're, you're just cooking with gas. You have a whole bunch of tools that you're just going to be da, 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 when you're in the uh, trenches. I mean, you're coming out with laser cannons. You're just... <laughs> dominating those leagues so you, that's you just br- really what i'll touch upon you brought up the expo league which was fascinating too because like it says it rot you damn near need to roster four quarterbacks right mm-hmm. like it wants you to roster more than four quarterbacks but there's a reason you couldn't roster more than four quarterbacks so you couldn't hit that four mark is because this guy's sitting here with 12 <laughs> right <laughs> like right, i'm qb right. horton with 12 that's a good point right so on a relative scale though if you think about the rest of the league you're one of the only teams that was a contender that had three quarterbacks. Nobody else could match you, Maddie, because you That's were right. actually That's smart. 
you you That's didn't have point. to go to the uh, the the tear down king store and buy a quarterback. Off <laughs> I the tried. Key, or, I tried. Right? You tried and it failed. But compared to the rest <laughs> of the league, right? Like you got guys who are only rolling out one quarterback in a super flex best ball. Like you yeah. have the warp advantage already because you have three options in a best ball league every single week, and some guys didn't mm. have that luxury. So you coasted away to the championship just because of that single fact. Like, the yeah. rest of your roster mattered, right? You needed those ancillary pieces, but mm-hmm. warping that league for quarterback was ridiculous, and you hit yeah. it at the top, right? You hit the Jalen Hurts, which you showed on the graph, was boom, right, all the way up there. Trevor Lawrence, good. Geno Smith, very good in warp for that. And you had the proper roster construction, which every single week your your quarterback mm-hmm. and your super flex spot what filled with a good warp player, and Both nobody else yeah. can really match it, right? Because there's a there's a dickhead out there just holding. There's 11, a hoarder out there <laughs> holding eleven or twelve of them, and and this is what I mean too. Like this is just a sidebar, but when I talk about doing like a QB horde strategy, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, it never works. What if nobody wants to trade with you?" All it takes is one Maddie Kiwum who's already set up right to like be coasting to the championship in that format for others to go, man, maybe I should have traded with Mike. Maybe I should have got a quarterback. Like I needed yeah. a match Maddie. Mm-hmm. But uh nobody realized that. But if they would have looked at the warp or had the warp tool, maybe they would have, Maddie. Maybe they would have. Maybe you would have <laughs> had some competition instead of walking away with the uh the inaugural expo championship. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, that wasn't part of the deal either, that you win the Expo League and then not come to the Expo the next year, right? Like, I, I, I feel I like it's void. I, I feel like the championship's void. You didn't come to the White House to visit, shake the hand. <laughs> you didn't Listen, do any of that. that, that's, that I'm going to have to double up. Uh, I'm going to have to go full Burt Kreischer in 2024, just you know, go in the machine status and just make up for lost time because yeah, that's a good point. On, on but, a plus note, we're going to try to get the, uh, the shit house for the entire week next year. So you want to come a little bit earlier and hang with your boys like that? Come on. Come on, oh, baby. Okay, now, I mean, I'm I'm going to the expo. It, it, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to the expo. Uh, but a uh, whole week uh, over there, whole maybe week. maybe Let's the expo go. gets a little longer for the Guillaume household. We'll I, I started that. training the minute I got home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told you off air that uh, I had this weird uh, inkling to have drinks last weekend and this week even just by myself. You know, just have a nice old fashioned, have a whiskey or something before uh, when you're settling down, uh, doing some articles or whatever. And it's like, man, why all of a sudden do I go, oh, because my body knew that it felt that it was supposed to be engaging in alcoholic beverages over in Canton, and I couldn't. I wasn't there. So I was like, hey, we, we didn't train for nothing, my friend. We're going to do this. Well, it's like when bears know to hibernate, right? It's kind of the <laughs> same knows. principle, right? <laughs> my my organs just do. Like, listen, we came battled ready for this weekend. you going to take us to battle. Or else it's like, you know, when you have like those hyper dogs, you don't take them for walks. They get all stir crazy at the house. My, my, my inside is like, listen, buddy, we've been training. Let's do it. Yeah. It's just, it's second nature at this point, right? <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm going to get stir crazy about a week before the expo because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Very excited next year. I think it's August 9th is when the Expo starts. But um, uh, And I'm going to have a whole lot to brag about because I'm going to be back-to-back champion of the Expo League. Oh, uh, now that I got the warp, tour, the warp Tool ready to rock. Uh, and it's funny, too, you bring up that league and how things went. 
the the tool itself, I think, is now it just another reason why it's so beneficial to you because now you can take what is more optimally. And even though it, uh, you know, my lead didn't follow it, we had an outlier. We had kind of a, a something outside of the standard deviation in terms of the normalcy of a league, right? You were recording yeah. QBs, which changed the landscape. And I remember we were negotiating. I was going after Derek Carr, and I just didn't pull the trigger. And you're like, I was surprised. You said to me, you're like, I'm surprised you didn't pull the trigger on that. I was like, well, you know, I was able to pick up Geno Smith and literally just getting lucky on one quarterback because you had so many i was able to just kind of sit back and relax but to your point on that strategy waiting you know it's not just a one-year thing if i if i'm a qb short you better believe i'm gonna go crazy for one i'm gonna trade for one i told you five minutes ago i get wind crazy i I get wind sick i need to try to win uh one last question i want to ask you mike before i let you go and thank you so much for for hanging out this week for this afternoon and i know you just came off a crazy work shift but we're talking war and i'm getting to hang out my boy i'm very very excited so thank you for that so the last question I do have for you, we talked about all the benefits, all the all the reasons to use Warp, but are there anything that our listeners, all these planners that are going to get the tool at SouthHarmonFF.com, what should they potentially be cautious of? What should they kind of be a little bit cognizant of this also when using Warp? So two things that I want to explain to people that I think are very important when understanding Warp. Number one, we touched on it already. It's It's not predictive in the sense that it's not going to tell you that Hey, the warp is telling me that QB21 is going to finish as QB21. It'll give you the game plan. It'll give you the range of player. It's up to you and your projections and how you analyze players to see a realistic outcome for them. Do I think this quarterback's actually going to be QB21? Or maybe I'm projecting it to be a little bit rosier. Or maybe I'm projecting it to be a little bit worse. And he's not really going to fall in that range. So then you just go to wherever it is, say... Say it's a quarterback that I'm a little bit more rosy on, and I think there's a realistic shot this dude's a back-end QB1, high-end QB2 pretty easily. Like, I can see it. Everything's in place for him. That's where I'm going to go look at the warp, and I'm going to go, man, if I get a back-end QB, QB1 in this league, like I hit it, the warp is telling me this is a pretty big advantage. Like, mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to trade away this wide receiver 36 to go get this guy. Like, because if I'm right and I hit it, that wide receiver 36 is generally just a replaceable guy. He's just a name at this point. Mm-hmm. That QB could be the difference maker in how I win or, you know, potentially lose this league, but hopefully right. on the winning side. The other part I want to talk about is is lineup versus best ball. And as best ball becomes more prevalent. For sure. Warp in a lineup is up to you to capture that warp. Meaning... You can have all the warp on your team, all the warp advantages, but until you're pushing the button every single week and right. actually hitting it when they're, when they're actually playing to that level, you don't you don't experience it until you start them. In best ball, you capture 100% of the warp as long as they're on a roster, right? You're not getting yeah. any warp if they're on the waiver wire. Nobody is. But <laughs> if they're on your roster in a best ball, you're capturing 100% of it. So I think that's probably the key difference is just to remember. And it's also why when you look at a lineup league warp chart versus a best ball league, best ball will never go below zero, right? It never it can't go below zero. Right? Yeah, <laughs> there is right. no below zero. In a lineup mm-hmm. league, you're going to have – negative warp players right you're going to have players that are less than a replacement player right in best ball that doesn't exist so two key points if you go and look at it just remember not predictive yet um but this is why we got koopa on the team Uh, (laughs) i wouldn't put it past him koopa might have something predictive in the future he's working on all kinds of crazy stuff i love that guy and just remember the difference between lineup and best ball one of them, you actually are responsible for capturing the war. Best ball, not so much. <laughs> you just make sure they're on your team. 
Yes, <laughs> good point. Also, could you use the warp tool to help make lineup decisions? If you, uh, you know, take a matchup, you know, take up the matchup uh, stat, stats and projections, and then partner that up with, oh, I've been choosing this guy over this guy, but his warp is higher. Maybe I shouldn't be, I, I shouldn't have my blinders 100%. on for the guy I drafted earlier. 100% same way that you're going to look at your waiver wire and see if you can't spot any of those guys, or you're going to look and evaluate a trade. In-season warp is is almost limitless at, at what you can use it for at this point. So I'm very excited to dive into it when we actually get here, mm-hmm. run through a full season of it. And and who knows, this, this might be my last year ever doing fantasy football because I'm confident in the fact that I'm going to win at least a couple of these best ball mania tournaments. You know, and I'm going to have like $15 million next year. Uh, well, like, the expo is going to be crazy. Oh, it'll be crazy, Maddie. I'm gonna I'm gonna move out to Boston. I'm gonna hang with you. I'll buy a second house out there. Like we can do the game plan in person, just like Adam and I did South Harmon and the oh. AMA in person. So we'll just now buy we'll just buy a whole house, right? We'll buy a shit house somewhere in Boston. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out, <laughs> yeah. dude. In the summertime, you know, Massachusetts in the oh, summer, yeah. I will say it's yeah, winter time. I'm gone, man. Winter time, I'm yeah. You gotta be out of here. Get out. Get your ass out of here. I'm going you to Arizona. <laughs> So, well, Mike, thank you again for hanging out in the game plan. You know, super appreciative of us giving your time and talking about warp. So let me just give you the stage one last time. Tell the people listening where they can get you on X. Where the on X? See, that sounds so crazy. It sounds dumb. On it X? What dumb. am I? Like, hello, fellow kids. Are you guys on X? It just feels weird. Follow Mike on Twitter, the, for, <laughs> the, the app formerly known as Twitter, where they can get your content, all that good stuff. You follow me at Iowa Michael if you choose to do so i i don't know if i recommend it yet uh <laughs> i'm a low low quality content like <laughs> i'm a low quality content x guy i don't yeah. think i'll ever hit monetization right? <laughs> nobody yeah. will let me do that but go check us out southharmonff.com uh you can get the website if you're interested in the in the uh the mind warp series that i was talking about that one's easy mindwarp.com but you got links to the whole thing there everything there trials you can do everything there and uh come check us out on youtube sometime like come on over man we we let everybody into south Harmon, right we're very mm-hmm. inclusive <laughs> we love everybody south Harmon, one of the best fantasy communities out there man it's so much fun that's crazy we got there's a reason we call them shitheads man maddie if you would have been there <laughs> you would have understood we had some guys well, go hard hard listen I, I saw the i saw the interview that you guys did at uh, the ama uh, this past week, which is great, I would recommend that for sure. But that was awesome to, you know, and it's just cool because like you see the members, and this goes for all the communities. When you get to see put a face to a name, oh man, it's so cool. It's cool to see it to be able to, to do that. So, uh, what you guys are doing over there, I highly recommend checking them out. You guys have been gracious enough to have me on a handful of your shows, but head over to the South Harmon Fantasy Football on, on YouTube because they're doing really, really great things over there. So, I highly recommend becoming a member of the, the Shithead Army as well as the Underworld Nation. Partner up with both, and you can truly dominate your leagues. But that's just going to be a wrap on this week's episode of The Game Plan. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter. I am at Maddie Kiwum. I got our Articles coming out at playerprofiler.com. The VODs, the video on demand series, is coming at you hard. My latest ep- or my latest recording was uh, three players that you need to target, two in drafts, one via trade. So go ahead and check that out. Like this video, subscribe to both the South Harbor Fantasy Football YouTube channel and the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Check us out on TikTok at Player Profiler and Profiler underscore NFL. We need to get them followers up, so go ahead and throw us some followers. And if you just can't get enough of me, you can also join the Player Profiler Discord, playerprofile.com slash chat. We'll get you in the Discord. And if you still just can't get enough of your boy, you could go to patreon.com slash the executives with me and Cody Carpentier and check us out over 
there. I'm Matty Kuhn. I am joined by the great Mike Teardown King. Oh, come on. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace.